Welcome to episode fifty three of the Console Ninjas Podcast. I'm Willie, and with me today is Stu. All right. All right, mate. Ah, no bad, no bad. Aye. And back from a from his visit from our transatlantic cousins is Derek. Hello. You were. Uh, you, uh, I was in California. That's what you're trying to say. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. I was, I was I, lost for I lost for words there, mate. I, I was missing you that much. That, oh, that, well, do you know what I mean? That's a nice thing. I was in California, home of the fat superhero, as I like to call it. Because if you go to Hollywood, outside all the main theatres, they basically have people dressed as superhero who are massively overweight and want their picture taken with you. So that's a thing, is it? That is a thing. They, will, they stand out there in their costumes in the baking heat and basically so, kind of... Say, well, do you want a picture? Do you want a picture? You have your picture taken, and then you turn around and ask for a donation for the service. Unfortunately, Spider-Man looks as if he's had to get about 50 different suits just to stitch together to make his one suit, unfortunately. <laughs> um, aye. So what were you doing? What were you doing across in the States, mate? I was mostly being a big, fat tourist. Uh, a big, fat Scottish tourist, which meant I was either white or burnt and not really anything in between. I just went and saw the sites. I started off in Los Angeles, I did a little bit of San Diego, then went down to Dallas to catch up with a friend, and then I was in San Francisco for a few nights, which meant my legs were killing me by the time it got to the end of the holiday. Absolutely. Were you, were you taking advantage of the accent when you were across there, mate? I don't entirely know how to answer this without compromising myself, so I'm just going to say maybe. <laughs> right, okay, okay. Um, so, you, so you enjoyed yourself anyway? Yeah, no, it was, all, it was all good fun. And apparently, according to billboards all over Los Angeles, California is number two in America for syphilis. Yeah. I'm not even joking when I'm saying that. There are billboards that do sit there and say that I have the pictures to prove it if anybody would like to see them. Do you know who number one is? Uh, I didn't really want to ask. It's not something you want to go up to somebody and say, so if you're number two, who's number one? Mm, is it possibly Edinburgh? Uh, that's not in America. <laughs> oh, I suppose. <laughs> 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 right, okay, fail. It's <laughs> a good start. Let's continue in this vein. But unfortunately, you didn't get played many games while you were there. Uh, only a little bit of some handheld stuff, but no, I mostly was taking pictures rather than playing games. Uh, doing it wrong, mate, and while you've been at it, uh, me and Jason have been playing Destiny without you. I, uh, I know, you've le- been le- levelling up like some mother buggers, tell you. Aye, getting godlike powers and uh, and all that shit, but that's, that's Destiny, we ain't going to talk about Destiny this week because we've done that to death. Uh, but before we get started with what we've been playing, we... If you remember last week, we asked for a bit more detailed feedback, and uh, well, man, uh, Gary Lethal G Man took took that on board, and he is asking us to do more indie coverage, um, especially Xbox Live Arcade, PSN, uh, some PS, the PC games, and some iOS titles and stuff. And uh, do you know something? I've got to agree with him. It is something that we've kind of fell short of, and it was something that kind of made us a wee bit different for some of the other. The other guys that, that people have been listening to, so it's definitely something that's been spoken about before we even got their messages. Uh, and I have been playing a lot of wee iOS games and stuff, but I'll get to them not this week, but it's definitely something I'm going to take on board and bring to the bring to the podcast again in the future. But thanks for that. Uh, on top of that, as I said, it's great to get the t- detailed feedback. Um, but as well, if anybody agrees or disagrees with whatever we're saying on the podcast as well. Get involved in that uh, that conversation slash argument and um, let us know what you think. So, but with that out of the way, uh, let's talk about what we've been playing. So, Del, do you want to get us started first? Right, well, I'm going to say very quickly a little bit about Destiny, just that I've been trying like crazy to catch up to you 
crazy shite bags that have been running about at your level 28s and 29s. <laughs> and while I'm still not entirely convinced about Destiny, I can see it's good points a lot more now. But we'll come on to that in further weeks. What Are you starting to, to get hmm? you starting to get the addiction yet, mate? No. No, no, if I have to keep... Those bosses keep respawning because we do the same strikes all the time. I've, I've never seen something have so many lives, to be honest. It's like a cat. It just keeps coming back. Um, but I can see where the addiction lies when you get something that's quite fancy. I'll put it that way. But what I am going to talk about very quickly is Drive Club. The not entirely online... PS4 racing game that it came out while I was away I had it sitting for me when I got back and after a huge flight and a large amount of jet lag I just wanted something that was fairly straightforward to play and I have to admit it is fairly straightforward to play. It looks very nice, it handles quite nicely, it's a bit linear in that it's you just get an event, you do that event, you hit all the goals, you get all the gold stars, you move on. So it's not got a huge amount of experimentation in it, in terms of what you can and can't do. But for what it is, it's actually a decent racing game. I don't think it's quite as good as Forza Horizon at this point, because I think that's got a better atmosphere overall. But if you need something to kind of scratch your driving itch and you're on a PS4, it's not a horrible game by any stretch. And it might actually get better when you can race online consistently. Mm. And uh, so you haven't had a chance to try the the cooperative challenges and stuff like that in it? Not really. There's been a it's kind of popped up here and there when you because when you do a race or when you do an event you will get individual challenges like speed challenges or racing line challenges based against friends that you've got or other players within PSN. But they haven't really been, there's not been a huge amount of them at this point. They just seem to crop up randomly during the race. So I've not experienced that firsthand at this point. Right, fair enough. I mean, how simulation is this? Oh, it's, it's flat in between simulation and arcade. The cars are all licensed and they're all real cars, but it doesn't really require you to be able to sit down and, oh, I need to follow the line absolutely perfectly. I need to be able to understand kind of the idea of accelerating and then braking while not accelerating and not just holding the button, both buttons down at the same time. Is there a wee handy green and red line to tell you where to turn the corners? No. Interestingly, what they do is they do it by flags on the roadside. So a green flag on the roadside is easy corner. You don't really have to drop your acceleration. Amber is be a bit careful. Red is it's a severe corner. So they're trying to get away from just having a racing line if you, as per normal racing games. I'm not really sure whether it works, and I do have to admit I do miss a rewind. It doesn't have oh, any form of rewind. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. It's, I kind of feel spoiled after the Codemasters games and the Turn 10 titles giving me that rewind option. Not having it and having to redo a whole event again is... I know it's a first world problem sort of thing, in that, oh no, it takes me three minutes to do an event, but it, it can be a bit of a pain in the arse when you miss it by like fractions of a second at the end. And the, what, the thing is, that's the way all racing games used to be. Pretty much, well, do you know what I mean? But yeah. well, you've got to the point. I know, I mean, I, I do driving games wrong, and you guys know this, that's why I'm not very good at driving games, but um, I play four, so I don't keep all the braking assists and stuff on, but I, I play a play. Forza with the full driving line and but I'm I, constantly I rewinding what, the race and stuff like that. I don't think that's doing it wrong it's just doing it the way that you enjoy it it's just because you feel as if it is wrong because other people play it a bit more simulation like. Yeah plus if you can play it like that you're going to be getting faster times and stuff aren't you do you know what I mean? You do tend to if you can master well to be fair if you turn things off like traction control chances are actually you might not have a faster time because you can't be as full throttle when you come out of a corner, because you have to be very aware of your back end stepping out. So actually you might get faster times if you keep traction control on, and stability control on, but if you don't have manual gears, you lose a little bit there as well. It's David Stevens. Fair enough. Uh, so, anything else on Drive Club, mate? It's, it is a good, fun racing game. It's had a bit of bad press, and it's 
kind of been seen because of the laser it had as a bit of a black sheep, I think, by a few people. But you could do a lot worse and spend a bit of time with Drive Club if you've got a PS4, and only a PS4 at this point. Mm, I'm never going to get played in this, I don't think. Well, no, you don't, uh, have, you just it... don't have a PS4. No, I don't even think if I had one I would bother with it. There's, there's only enough room in my life for one racing game, to be honest. I know you're, you're a bit of a racing fanatic. Oh, yeah, no, I'll, if it's a good racing game, then I'll be there with bells and whistles. I'm looking forward to Project Cars coming out starting next year as well. I never even got playing that at, at Eurogamer. That's that's exactly how I feel about driving games, mate. No, I've not got a problem with them. It's just, I, I don't, they're not my biggest thing. Mm-hmm. And I like to get used to one system rather than playing all these different ones and stuff like that. But, yeah, as I say, it's not my thing. Yeah, but but what I will say is, Derek, this is um, this is Halloween week, mate. What, what, what are we doing? What are we talking about driving games for? We need to be talking about something a bit more spooky, I think. To be honest, mate, if you've seen my driving at any point, then you'll probably crap yourself anyway, so I don't really think it's, it's entirely inappropriate at this this <laughs> Spooky driving. Well, yeah, especially when I go headlong into a barrier because I didn't quite judge the corner right. It's a little bit what, scary. What's that? Um, what's that Stephen King film with the haunted car? Oh, is, is it not a girl's name? Carrie. Uh, uh, no, that's the be lassie. Whatever. Anyway, so that doesn't make an appearance in it or anything. No. No, no. As I said, oh, it's oh. just purely my lack of skill that is the. Very disturbing factor in it. <laughs> and the, uh, yeah, that's the fact that um, people didn't get it for free like they were supposed to. That, yeah, it's still not out. The PS Plus edition still hasn't been released at this point while they're working on the uh, servers side of things. It'll probably come out at the end of the month, I think. They seem to be getting a handle on it eventually. But by the time that comes out, I'll have actually finished Alien Isolation. Well, well, that, I mean, you, it'll be quite well, a while. really have done that well. Let's be honest here. <laughs> I don't know about that, but um, I think that's a good a good time for me to talk about that. So I've kind of forced myself to play a little bit more of this game uh, since since last week. Uh, la- last week when I spoke about it, I hadn't really encountered the alien properly, except for a couple of scripted events. And I know, Stu, you've played quite played this as well, haven't you? Aye, aye. Uh, how much have you played it? About halfway through it, maybe. Maybe a wee bit more. Right, okay. So so obviously, as, as I say, there's a few scripted events with the alien, like um, the bit where it kills the guy, the bit where it shows up in the, the room that you're in and stuff like that. But I got my first attempt at trying to sneak past the alien and stuff, and it's the bit where you need to find the key card in the medical facility. And, do you know, that took me about 45 minutes. And I, I think the tagline for this game should be Alien Isolation. A tale of looking at the inside of lockers, <laughs> because I spend so much time hiding that locker. The thing doesn't go away. Are you finding this too? I find it's it, it it's weird because there's been a few occasions when I've stood in front of it and you'll make a noise and it'll stop and you can tell it's thinking to itself, "Am I going to go?" And then it, it kind of goes like a rocket to the noise. So like you throw a grenade or a flashbang or a noisemaker. It makes the noise and then it'll stop and it looks and it goes, I know that's happened. And it's like, am I going to go? Am I going to go? Am I going to go? Go now. And it runs and it's kind of like, what is it doing at that point? Because I know... What's going through its head? Because I know it adapts. So see if you keep throwing... I've never, I've not seen it, this, but this is what I'm told. But if you keep throwing noisemakers, it becomes um, like null and void to noisemakers. It goes, oh, that's just a noisemaker. I'm not interested. You know what I mean? So I'm wondering if it just stands there and thinks to itself, have I heard that before? Maybe, maybe I, maybe not. Um, go. And then it just bolts like a hundred mile an hour and it's it's really jarring when you watch it because you think to yourself, oh, you throw the grenade, it'll hear it instantly, it'll run. Uh-uh. It just stands there and thinks, hmm. Maybe, maybe. Also, it was a case of, I've I've messed with it, like, I know you, like, I've kind of broken the game, because it's like, I've threw noisemakers and then threw flashbangs at it, and it stands and looks at you through the flashbang, until the flashbang, like, disappears and then just runs at you. Right. <laughs> it doesn't actually, like, the flashbangs don't affect it and stuff, it's, it's weird, it's, it's, it's weird, but at the same time, it's, it's pretty good, you know what I mean? I don't like, I don't like the fact that it's in front of you one second, then jumps up into the vents, like, instantaneously, it's like, there and gone. And it's kind of like, 
you'd hear it clambering up there because you can hear it loud enough when it's walking you know mm-hmm. it's like you see it around the corner you go oh shit shit and then you dive back around and the minute you dive back around it's gone because obviously it's it's vacuumed up into the vents and that's kind of a wee bit annoying because you think you'd see the tail whipping up into the vent you know um, right. but other than that it's, it's pretty solid as is standard you know with me with games that's never a smooth ride so I've had a few minor glitches with this game Right. So I've seen I've seen some of the pictures of the things that you've put up where it, I don't know what's happening in the pictures. But it looks as if first time I played it, it spawned corridors but didn't spawn the ship. So basically, I could walk through the corridors, but there was just black void, and then I could stand and see through see through rooms. So I could right. see NPCs walking up and down, mm. and I could see actual I couldn't see the door to get into the room, but I could see them walking, and then I could see the other things moving and stuff. Come in handy for finding out where the beast is, well, though. Die, that's the thing. And then the, the <laughs> second thing that got me was there's a room where you fight four guys. And what happened was I snuck by them, as you're supposed to, I think. And then I come back and nailing kills everybody. Well, on returning and opening the door, I found a ghost had shot a poor... No, a ghost was standing at the door because there was a revolver floating in midair. No body, right. no nothing, just a revolver. And I went, oh dear, oh, this ghost's quite... Quite awful. I moved scarier than anything well, in the game. This is the next bit. I moved on, and then in the next room there was a dead body with a gun above its head, and I'm like, oh no, oh no. It's like <laughs> I didn't know. I thought the alien was the body, but it turns out this ghost was on a killing spree. So um, <laughs> every dead body in that room had a, a floating revolver above its head. <laughs> but, so um, well, out of interest, yeah. then, well, how tense have you been feeling when you've actually been going through this? Because that's a large part of what kind of gets your fear going is a bit of claustrophobia, a bit of tense, bit of tenseness. Is that is that that is the biggest up, element in the game? Is it building up during the game, or is it something that kind of has started and maybe decreased? Definitely, mate. Um, I don't know. Right, I know a lot of people are saying this game can get really repetitive, but because I'm the world's biggest shite bag, as seen in the title to last week's episode. Um, I can't play this game in large bursts. I can only play this for about an hour at a time, and it's like every couple of days I'm going back to it for a go. So every time I'm coming back to it, I haven't got fed up with it. Does that make sense? See, I'm, but I can, I'm kind of I intrigued by that, because I would have thought, if you're doing the same thing over and over again, and you're only doing it for a very short amount of time, it might begin to frustrate you. It's arenas, but that's the thing. It's, you should see it as each time he returns, he's playing a different part, so each time he returns, it's a different area with the same right. problem i.e. you have to get to point A to point B, but he's having to kind of tackle the new area, I'd say that's how he's, he's still fresh, you know, I would say that. Aye, um, probably. Because I, uh, I know it does get a bit kind of, I've played it for a few a wee bit longer stints, and it, that's kind of, it does kind of kill it after a wee bit, because it's no, it is no an action game, you know what I mean? That's aye. the only problem. What I would say is there's a couple of problems, and it's probably in my playstyle than anything else. Um... One of the things is, when it comes to survival horror games, I have always been very conservational when it comes to my items and stuff like that. And I know there's so many situations where I could have made it a lot easier if I would just fling a noisemaker or fling something. Do you know what I mean? To get get the thing to go away. But I think it's just trained into me since the old Resident Evil games where you try your best not to use your herbs, you try your best to conserve ammo and stuff like that, that... I think I'm making the game harder for me than it needs to be, and the next time I play it, I need to get into the swing of throwing something or doing something. That's, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's your old PlayStation and Saturn days of you never know what's around the corner, so you want to keep everything. And you yes. replay the scene bit over and over again just to try and make sure you keep that one herb or that one vial of medicine just in case the next thing is worse. Yeah. But the, I mean, I've, I've read some survival tips about the game and the biggest thing that people are saying in this is use it or lose it do you know what I mean if, if you're not using these items you're not getting through you're not getting a, an easy time with the game and at the end of the day I don't know about you Stu but I'm get, I am I constantly find materials that I can't even pick up because I've got too many yeah. I, I craft stuff like that, so. I craft as much as I can kind of thing like if I get the materials I'll craft an item um, right. just to keep on top of it you know I think my um, stance on it needs to start becoming you know, as long as I've got maybe one or two of each item left, I can use up the rest of them to make sure that I've got something for when it comes to it. But I that's that's one of the problems. The other problem with me is 
because as you you were asking about the atmosphere, and I spoke a lot about the atmosphere last week, and I still find that the tension in this game is the the biggest factor. The alien isn't scary when you actually get caught by it. I don't know if you find that, Stu, but no. the anima- the animation of being murdered by the alien starts to get really boring. Nah, it's a really, after a while. Yeah, but it itself is a really cumbersome thing. It doesn't move, like, there's no elegance in its movement. It's basically stands up and it just runs. It doesn't even, like, move. I'm In my head, you've seen the movies. You've seen aliens climbing walls and stuff and hiding and that. In the but game, then, it's really... That is, that's you seeing the movies for maybe two, three, the more recent ones. If you go back and watch the original Alien film, I think it, it pretty much was that cumbersome, wasn't it? Because it was just... But, right, they, 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 Aye, but it was getting you invents and stuff. didn't become agile. I, I well, know what you mean. It didn't become agile until the, until the second film, to be honest. Derek's right, and this one is taking... It's cues it, for it's that. It's cues from the first one, so... Kind of, but, but that's not the issue. The, as I say, it's Mel, and this is what I was getting onto there. Because, as I say, I'm... Big shite bag. I don't do a lot of exploring when the aliens about. I do it when they when you because you can tell when there's nothing going on. Well, I'm, you know see, what I mean? the music the the music's a wee bit uh, you know subtler and you kind of you, you can tell you're in a safe part of the game. So I'll I'll wander about. I'll search every locker. I'll go to every wee room and stuff like that. But see when you're in the the alien bit and it's telling you go from here to here. That's all I do. I never go off the beaten track because. I don't want to be in the area longer than I need to, but what I'm finding is because of that. If you remember me saying, like that section, the medical section took me 45 minutes, and it's not a massive area. It's just because I spent so much time slowly moving from one room to another by hiding in a locker, waiting for the thing to go away, and then trying to move on to the next room and hoping to God it doesn't come back and I don't need to hide underneath a desk or something like that. Um, the the problem is, <coughs> and I'm not watching any Let's Plays for this, just to get that out of the way, because I know I've been I've been accused of that for like Dark Souls and stuff, and I have been known to do that, but in this game, I've not been doing it because I don't want to ruin the experience for myself, because it's a horror game, and the whole point is you want to get a fright for the set pieces and stuff like that, but I've been going back and watching how people played the sections I've already done, and a lot of these sections I'm finding, if you go off the beaten track, there's a save point, like one of these wee phones to save, and I'm not finding these. And what's happening is I'm playing 45 minutes of the game without saving. Mm. And if that alien catches me, yep. I'm losing nah. all that 45 minutes. And it actually gets to the point where you're not scared of the alien getting you anymore. I'm scared of having to do this all over again. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So I think I'm going to have to start going a wee bit out of my way to start looking for... You your, things map. That... your map shows you... See, when you, as you progress through an area... That will show you mm-hmm. the save points on your map. It's kind of like um, Fog of War kind of concept. As you walk through the level, it starts revealing parts of the map. So that's Ryan. handy to have, you know. Because it also shows you where like items are and stuff. So it'll say, like, here's an area, an area of interest. And if you go there, Aye. you might find a blueprint. You might find some parts. It, it, the map's really, really useful on it. Aye, I've no found them for every area. And when it came to it, that uh, medical facility one, I hadn't found the map. It took me a few missions in the game to actually realise how the maps worked and stuff like that. I don't think I was even investigating them because they just look like lights. They just look like um, lit up panels. I didn't realise that that's actually what they were. Mm. Does that make sense? So I, I didn't realise that for quite a while. I do know and that's became, you know, that's the key thing. You get into an area, you're searching for that map straight away. But uh, aye, that, that's, I find to be honest, the tension's great in it, Del, but the... Um, the biggest thing that I'm tense about is, you know, losing all my progress yeah. and having to do the whole part again. And I don't know if I think that's a good thing or not, because I'd rather focus on being scared of the alien than being scared then, of the alien. I think it's just that you're quite a risk-averse player sometimes. And because right. of that, you're aware of all the things that you have done and could happen. And the risk of you losing all of what you've done is... Part, maybe a bigger part of the fear than simply being caught by something that you know at the end of the day, if you do get caught by it, you're dead anyway. But um, what I will say is, and I was ashamed of myself, if anybody decides to take a wee look at my recorded videos on my Xbox account, um, 
you'll see the first time I was ever killed by the alien. And I'm ashamed to say that, because I've watched all the alien movies inside it. And when you're walking about, and there's a hole in the ceiling above you with slime coming out of it, you fucking know what's up there. Do you know what I mean? And I, I was playing it with my cousins in the room, because as I said before, I'm a big shite bag, so I need to play this when people are kicking about. Or in the middle he of likes the day. R- reminding us this, doesn't he? He keeps reminding yeah. us at this point. It's kind of the truth, to be fair. But, um, aye. I was playing it with my cousin, and I remember, and I was walking, I'd, I'd just get through a particularly long section with some androids, which, as I think I mentioned last week, the androids are pretty terrifying themselves as it is, but um, I'd just go through a big long section, and you're not even considering, I've not even factored the alien into existence at this point, because I'm thinking, this is an android section, this isn't an alien section, if you know what I mean, and I know, I'm, I know now that's not the way this game works, so, so I'll be aware of that in the future. But I comes walking out, I'm getting ready to leave the area, and I'm walking along, and my cousin says, what's that above you, dripping down? And I go, I don't know, what's that? And I walk out, deed. <laughs> and I just, as soon as it happened, I was just like, I should have known that for the the second I see anything. Because how many times, like, um, do you remember watching Alien Resurrection, Stu, and you get the, the, the guy who, he's like the, the leader of the crew of the Betty, mm. and he Hooks starts following the, the trailer. I starts following the trail of guns along the corridor, mm-hmm. and you're like, right, fair enough, and then he picks up the gun, and the gun's covered in slime, and you're like, ah, mate, turn back, you're about to die, what are you doing? And, and do you know what I mean? And I'm criticising these people, and it's the first thing I did in the game, was going to investigate the slime coming down from the ceiling. Sure. <laughs> it sounds like you are going to slowly but surely get your way through this game, which... I I'm keeping it, mate. If it, if it takes me a while, and I've got plenty of other things to play on the side, do you know what I mean? But yeah. I'm leaving this as my. I'm in the mood for a wee scare, I'm in the mood for a, a wee thrill ride, so I'll stick on this for a wee hour or so. Uh, what I will say is, I had a moment of bravery. Uh, there was a bit where I was sitting hiding in a locker for it, and um, it wouldn't go away. It was just hanging about and hanging about. And uh, I tried to go, it finally goes away. So I tried to go out the room, and just as I go out the room and turn right, Something in the corridor explodes, and the thing shows up, uh, and and I ran away, got back into the same locker, and the thing's hanging about again. And I decided, you know what, <laughs> I'm going to keep a square going. Some there's a recording of that in my thing where I jump out the locker and try to get a, th- a fright, <laughs> which is which is what's happening in my mind. My mind is in my mind that alien got a wee bit of a fright there, even if it did kill me straight away. But I like to think I gave him the fear. <laughs> But anyway, I've spoke. I've, I've banged on for long, long enough about this, and I think unless I finish it, you've probably heard the last of me talking about this now because two episodes is enough. But Stu, you've got a scary game to tell us about, haven't you? Ah, uh, yeah. I, I revisited Colonial Marines. No, no, no. So I don't know. Um, <laughs> I've been playing. Ah, oh, come on! I had to hit the crowbar it in. <laughs> no, um, I've been playing. Hey, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Uh, I've been playing. The new horror flavor of the month is Evil Within. Um, right. Evil Within's backstory is it's the guy who originally made uh, Resident Evil. He made Resident Evil Four, so you get a kind of feeling of the concept. We spoke about it when we were talking about Eurogamer and stuff. Um, having spoke about Alien there and being a kind of scary game, I don't find Alien that scary at all. I find when this has its moments, and when I say it has its moments, it's 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 an acquired thing. It's an acquired taste. I think it's very um, it's sporadic. It's oil of the joint. But my God, it, when it wants to, it can grab you and go. Oh my! Um, the beginning of the game, the prologue is just like the prologue took me like forty minutes to get by because I couldn't. It, it just you wake up in a kind of slaughterhouse. And there's a big massive guy with an axe. It's a hand. giant stealth section, isn't it, basically? Yeah, but it doesn't tell you this. And it's like, my first, my first gut instinct is, I'm going to get into, I'm, I see a big guy with an axe, he's back to me, what do you want to do? I'm going to go in and have a go. So I walked in, <laughs> stabbed him. I'm noticing a pattern amongst the glass regions in this podcast, is that I'm going to go and have a square go. Well, square go! I walked in and stabbed him in the shoulder. And often two swift moves, he'd grabbed me, turned me around, and he had a chainsaw in his hand, and he just chopped my head clean off. So then I went, right, okay, so back I went, and I went, and there were some keys hanging. So he went away into a closet, and I grabbed the keys, and I was like, oh, I must have to move into the closet to, kind of, like, the back room to sneak by him. 
Yeah, walked into the, the, the closet and then he turned around and just went, where are you going? He grabbed me again, kneed me at the deck and then went on to sever my head. It's just, it, it, at the beginning it's just mental and then there's like bits where you're, it's just like, it is like Derek says, it's a total stealth section, you're just there to escape and it's really memorable and it's just kind of like, it kind of sets the scene, uh, the level of gore and what you're going to be dealing with through it. Um, that sounds quite interesting, it sounds a bit like a elaborate room escape game. Yeah, well this is just the start, but, because then what happens is once you get by this to start the game, it becomes more like a Resident Evil 4 over the shoulder cam. Uh, at the beginning you go to, well you're basically escaping an asylum, you call, you're a cop and you, get, you and your two partners, or you and your partner and the rookie get took to an asylum, uh, like a mental hospital. And something starts going horribly wrong, and then you escape, and on your way fleeing the city as it all starts crumbling and that, uh, the driver starts to turn into this parasitical thing, kind of monster. There's a car crash, as is with most of these things, and then you're left in a forest to basically go and find your partner and your, your rookie, and that's where it starts. Um, it's, it's really weird because, like I say, there's bits in it that have, like, you think you know what's coming, because the, the first chapter, for example, the first two chapters are kind of like, um, you wander, it teaches, you know how you're saying, oh, I, I don't need to be resourceful. I need to, no, I, no, you're being too resourceful for Alien. In this, you need to be resourceful. And when I mean you need to be resourceful, you maybe make it, sometimes you'll shoot them, their heads will explode, sometimes you'll shoot them, you'll cave their head in, but they'll still keep coming. They just, they're just unrelentless. They're just, they never stop these guys. And once you put them down, then you need to burn them to stop, to make them stop, you know? So. Yeah. So, is this, is it more of an, does it become more of an action game or is it split into very distinctive segments of here's where you have to hide, here's where you have to shoot everybody in the face? Ah, <sighs> you know, because you can play it in stealth if you want. See, this is the thing, you can sneak by quite a lot of the encounters. Okay. Um, there's a bit, there's a kind of, a set piece if you would, but there's actually an achievement for doing it without being spotted, but you kind of walk into this forest area, leading up to a big bridge, and you, you stumble across four of these things eating people, and me being me, I kind of snuck in and I saw them, right, right, I'm drawing my gun out, ready to shoot you with my revolver, and at that point, one of them makes a noise, and I swear to God, from like 30 seconds, you've got like 18, 19 guys chasing you, and... You just the, the shit just hits the fan. You're like, what? Oh shit! Oh, but run. And the thing is, you've got a stamina bar in this, so you can't run forever. You only oh, you only run a wee bit. And I'll be honest, we see that bit where they come because it's tall grass. So you you don't see them. <laughs> you're just sitting there like, oh, there's a couple of guys. I'll, I'll knife that one. Maybe shoot the other one. And the minute they all just look up, and you're like, oh, boop. And it's just like. But what happens is you chase, you run to the bridge, and then there kind of ensues. A, the there's a kind of cutscene that ensues. But like I say, you can stealth your way through that. I've not tried it yet, but it's kind of like what the fuck. Um, and then there's like, like you're going through there to a village, which is very Resident Evilish, and then there's the mansion as we mentioned at Eurogamer, which is very Resident Evilish. And for what I'm hearing, it's kind of like all the best bits of Resident Evil, but it's very fragmented, if you know what I mean. The story's quite hard to follow. So far, I'm kind of keeping up with it, but at the same time, I couldn't tell you much about the main character. He's just a guy. <laughs> but so, um, so on the bits that you're enjoying, because you see, you've, you're finding it patchy. You seem to indicate you're finding it a bit patchy. It goes from being good to eh, to good. So are there are there more good bits than meh uh, bits well, so far? Well, to put it in context, Big Boy with a Chainsaw, because I spent 40 minutes on him because I didn't know what the hell I was in. Oh, and then there's bits where you need to hide from. Which are again a nightmare. The stealth sections were a nightmare because they didn't teach you what the fuck they do. Um, I just swear, like, I'm wanting to kill this guy so bad. Well, you get to the village and you never guess who's in the village. By that point, you kill enough of these things and get like a crossbow and you get, by that point, you get tooled up. You get a shot off shotgun, you get a crossbow, you've got a crossbow you can make arrows for, so you can make acid arrows and flame arrows and exploding arrows. And when Jimmy Chainsaw comes running at you, there's nothing more satisfying than just hammering him. If you know what I mean, because it's one of these kind of... Because he's been basically torturing you, you get the chance to win, win it back. You know what I mean? And that was a really, really nice moment in the game, because I think he's classified as the first boss. Because okay. you, you need this big chainsaw. Um, but 
Aye, it's not like it's. I don't like it when I start running out of ammo, and I don't like it when I'm having to run about. Because unlike Resident Evil Six, for example, you could just run through the whole thing hitting people, and you'd survive. Well, in this, if you hit somebody, melee them, they melee you right back. So it's not like you can't even like stun them, melee. So you punch them and they stumble. No, no, no. You punch, they punch back, and it's kind of like, all right, so. I'm going to die, I'm going to die or be near death by the time I melee him to death, you know? So, aye, aye. it's kind of like that kind of combat system. And Is it a similar feeling to attempting to use the knife to kill things in like, the old Resident Evil games? Aye, it was... Where, where you just, you, there was no chance unless you were really, really good. Aye, it's just a glorified thing and it's not like you can throw it or that, you know? But you can stealth kill and stuff, which is slightly different when you sneak up on them, you know? <laughs> but... So, just, it sounds like it's asking you to be... Or to find some form of tactics to get around a system which isn't really gelling with you quite yet. Well, no, because I want to get in shit over it. You know well, what I mean? That's what, yeah, that's the thing, but this game is obviously trying to do some form of line between you being stealthy and you and having action segments, but if you don't enjoy the stealth segments, it's also going to impact your overall mm. enjoyment of the title. Yeah, but then you learn the mechanics, because it doesn't hodge your horn at the beginning of the game and teach you these mechanics. It, yeah. Where I'm the new... I can have stealth rune and I'm disarming bombs and stealing to parts and stuff to make arrows and that. So you're kind of, you're learning it as you go, the hard road, you know. Um, okay. It doesn't help as well, I'm playing on hard mode, which I've later found out if you play on easy mode, you get, not in easy mode, but normal, you get like an indicator that's like an eye, and the indicator shows you, like, if the eye's fully open, the enemy's looking okay. in your direction, whereas in my mode there's none of that, so I'm like, can he see me? Can he not see me? Whereas in the the normal mode, the eye moves up and down to show you if you're hidden, which I think would make it a lot easier as well, you know. But um, I it's it's really really good. I'm I'm enjoying what I'm playing. It. I am. It's is it scary? Yes, it's pretty kind of dear to me. Um, and like I say, if it keeps packing the moments like that bit in the field, then uh, it'll keep me. It's a scarier than alien to me, you know. Um. Because aliens now had a moment like the kind of like oh, boys, I'm get up, shit, nowhere to go, you know. Aye, aye, right, fair enough. So that's that's your experiences with that, and that's what we've been playing this week. So we're gonna call it for a wee minute. Um, you'll probably hear some music or something, and we'll be back after that. up at the grave and he seen that his girlfriend had been dead for ten years. How the fuck did he look up at the grave? Is he below the grave? What kind of shitty story is this? Doesn't even have games in it. It's a bunch of wank, mate. You know what I mean? They didn't contain colonials or marines. <laughs> so of it. <laughs> what are you trying to say, guys? You're saying that wasn't scary? I'm saying Not it really. doesn't make logical sense. <laughs> right, okay. Um and Stu, you're you're complaining that it didn't involve games, basically. Pretty, oh, pretty much. Or co- colonialists. Colonialists. <laughs> Colonials. Uh, there was plenty of colonials in that story, but you know, listening. I suppose. <laughs> I suppose there was that bit where they went to North America. Fair <laughs> well, I guess um, if you're really looking for a for a game related story, I've got this one that I dug up that might get you. So <laughs> dug up. I, Goodness sake. <laughs> <laughs> For the grave that I was looking up at. No. <laughs> right, are you prepared? Are you sitting down tight? New pair of pants, aren't they ready? Yeah. Right, right, okay. Right. So, the story goes like this. Call me outdated, but Counter-Strike is still at the top of my all-time favourite video games. You're outdated. You are outdated, Aye. mate. <laughs> hey, at least let me get into the story first, guys. <laughs> Before you start picking it apart. What am I calling right. Titan for? <laughs> they're, 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 they're modern things. I'm, whoever's telling this story is merely a hipster, but... <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, I totally made this story up or heard it for a pal, or, and I'm not reading it for a website. It's definitely a true story, though. <laughs> I, can, I can assure you of that, right? So, 
late night at the dorm alone, playing up to 3am with full volume on, yeah, that's my style. Today was supposed to be no different. I turned on my Mac pr- Book Pro. There you go, Del. Oh, I'm doing it wrong there, mate. Gaming on a Mac. Fuck off. What is the dorm alone? That's my question. Is What is the dorm alone? <laughs> so, the glossy screen made a clear reflection of my long, narrow room. The dorm's rooms were all made just for one person. So I was always alone. My laptop was propped up on my desk at the end of the room, well, we opposite the door. You don't want to know. There's, there's probably, there's probably unmentioned, you know, socks lying about and stuff like that. Can we, can we blacklight the scene? <laughs> right. It was almost too routine. After a long, boring day of classes, I got back to my room at 10 p.m. I'd go Facebook, Twitter, and. Something called Night Gag. That's an old story. <laughs> is that no? Is that no an old Mega CD game, Night Gag? I don't know. Up until I soft, up until until I soft every nook and cranny of the net. Then bored as fuck, I'd open up Counter Strike and go firing deep into the night. Would you know? I'm ste- would you know? I'm steam up. <laughs> but hold on, there's, there's, here comes here comes the here comes the hook. Never right? has a freeze. Fired deep into the night, being <laughs> I've got, got a feeling you guys aren't getting into the atmosphere of this at all. Oh, we're, we're terrifying. Right, right, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's, it's a bit it's a bit turn for the worst here. Right. <laughs> right. He's going tonight, to get too bad. Tonight, while surfing. I feel, I don't know he's not dead surfing. Welcome back to 1998, everybody. <laughs> maybe, no, maybe he's out night surfing. You ever seen Point Break? They go night surfing, innit? <laughs> Right, a friend suddenly messaged me on Facebook. Hey, dude, check out that. He's definitely a sufferer if he's using language like that. But hey, dude, check out this sick new Counter Strike map. Download link. Kevin messaged me. <laughs> it's like a text based adventure. <laughs> uh, do you want to download the link, guys? What do you think? Well, just, just to get in the habit, I'll click it. Right, okay. I'll click it. <laughs> Right, as he was as addicted to Counter-Strike just just as I was, I opened the link. The map was called DE under slash darkness. With my 10 megabyte per second internet. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only part of this story that's true. This is going to get scary. The the map downloaded in a flash. Excited, I immediately opened Counter-Strike to try out the map. I set up to play a good old-fashioned 5v5 affair. The map, living up to its name, had many dark areas, set late at night, only the pale blue shade of the night sky and a few lampposts gave light to the area. Stone walls lined each corridor, filled with long green vines, dark hallways and tunnels snaked at the centre of the map. Around it was an elevated area. This guy's getting really deep into the <laughs> in, in the actual fucking PvP uh, um, aspects of this this fake map. The ironic thing is that for most people who've been killed in Counter Strike by this point, where's well, I want to know where's A point and B point. That's uh, that's what I'm booked on. This is what I'm saying. Do you know what I mean? This guy's properly getting into this. Is, I'm sorry, he's getting into it because it's a real story. Obviously, do you know what I mean? You mean, you mean you're getting into it because it's a real story? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so around it, around it was an elevated area, perfect for sniping unwary players at the bottom. You know what he's talking about, Stu. Aye, aye. Right. Bridges also kept the map interested. I don't know how that's the case, but hovering of, across the width of the length points. of the vicinity. Right. Darkness seemed to have nothing special to it. There were two ways to get in kills in the map. The first one, which I like to call the pussy way, was camping and sniping from the elevated areas of the map. It was... Almost too easy, as the darkness gave you instant camouflage. You can rack up tons of kills immediately. Is this an IGN review I'm reading or something? I was going to say, is this a cameo <laughs> for the baddie for Destiny? The darkness? <laughs> what, 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 the, the falling? I believe in a thing called <laughs> But, um, right, the next way to get kills was more interesting part of the map, which was a running maze of tunnels at the centre. It was perfect for sneak attacks or point-blank kills. As usual, I ranked up more than half of my team's kills in the first few rounds. Sounds like me. Even while switching between the two ways of play. Did you write this, Stu? I'm pretty sure I did at some point. 
<laughs> it was after the first five rounds that I started to notice things. Now, here we go, here we go, guys. He's, he's ready. Maybe there's a titan. <laughs> he wasn't noticing anything. He's just running about. Ah! Oh, don't a minute. There's things happening here. <laughs> right. Serious, serious guys, right? Serious. One, one time while roaming the map, I started to hear creaking noises. There were nothing like the usual sound effects I hear in Counter-Strike maps. Some players' footsteps also started to sound different. Instead of, instead of the usual thud of military-grade shoes, a metallic clink and clank would be heard, even when no players seemed to be in the immediate area. Then I started to notice an extra character in the map. While staying in the elevated area, a shady figure appeared in the outskirt forests of the map. It was impossible to get up there. Curiously, I zoomed in my crosshairs on the human-like figure, but he disappeared. Next round, the figure appeared again. This time, he was only a few paces away, so I was able to get a better look at him. He wore a brown overcoat, extending to the knees, fully buttoned up. A matching pair of brown slacks completed his outdated fashion statement. He, he, he should be doing this. He should have just shot him in the face. No, no. No, what's going to happen is he's going to turn around and go, I've got something that might interest you, stranger. <laughs> I was thinking he just sounded like a flasher. <laughs> brown overcoat. Oh, yeah, right, flashing. moving on. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing more puzzling than the man's clothing was the face that rose above it. He had dark, round eyes with an empty stare. Straight at me. Oh, a sinister no, smile. He's, he's been a junkie. That's what it is. <laughs> Encounter Strange. <laughs> so, I don't know where he's going with this. Saw the AMLG Addi- wash Addicted to the med packs, I take it. <laughs> a sinister smile accompanied it. But the man didn't seem to have any lips. A grey faded complexion covered the rest of the mystery man's face. Just like any other opposing character that I see, I fired at the guy. So there he has done it. Bullet after bullet aimed straight at his thin six foot body. How did, how does he know how tall he was? They got fucking measuring tape. I stood in the next wall. So all seemed to have no effect. Before I could try other ways to kill him, another player killed me. That's <laughs> because <laughs> he's camping like a noob up the top of the map. I was going to say, I'll teach you. This this map has something special after all. An extra character, almost impossible to kill. A sense of excitement hit me like never before. Like it was just the first time I got my hands on this game. And he's gone back for that sock drawer again. <laughs> I, sp- I spent pretty much all the remaining rounds trying to find and kill this character. Even if it meant lowering my kill-death ratio. I noticed that the man only appeared in dark spaces randomly across the map. Many times the man would toy with me. When I tried to run at him, he would stand still but no distance would be made up. Other times, while firing at him, the man would contort and shake rapidly, like thousands of bullets showered his body all at once, but one thing remained, I was never able to kill him. Uh, just, just so I know exactly what DOS prompt you need to bring up to make this a mode, is it a god mode? Is that basically what he's found? He's found a cheating scumbag in Counter-Strike. Perhaps, perhaps. But, but what else is we're coming for the climax here, guys. But does right? the guy have a, an urge to take and strange coins for you? <laughs> but um, you might not be able to sleep after this so I'm just warning you right I don't know if I had two cans of coke so I don't think I'll be able to sleep in the first place <laughs> so it must have been an hour or two already as I was starting to get sleepy trying to kill the mystery man was now boring it, it was great fun while it lasted so I closed the application shutting down in 3, 2, 1 and my MacBook screen shut off but something remained on the screen. The Steve same, Jobs. Same, the sta- same shady figure wearing brown was still in the right-hand corner. Is my MacBook glitching now? Then the figure came closer and closer and closer. Now his grey face, empty eye sockets and sinister smile occupied most of my screen. Then I realised... I was sta- staring at my laptop's reflection. <laughs> the end. <laughs> wow. I tell you, man, that's that's still whack colonials for me. 
So, aye, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I think I'm gonna struggle to sleep after reading that shite. I might not play COD <laughs> for like 40 seconds. I might never play Counter Strike. Well, that's why going. <laughs> <laughs> the map did uh, sound good, but. Aye, aye, did. <laughs> but, aye, that's, that's my ghost story, so. <laughs> was your that, ghost story was that a is wee that your face and your reflection looks a little bit like you take a lot of drugs and you might smoke something. <laughs> that was not good as my ghost story about the 395 game called Ride to Hell Retribution now that was scary what I told the other boys you know what I mean but anyway guys um, I think we better call it a night I've had too much uh, sweets we've had, we've had too much we've had too much spookiness for one night as well so I'm going to have to go and calm myself down and watch some cartoons or something so 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 guys if you have any scary game related stories that you want to share with us get in touch and hopefully they're a wee bit better than that one hopefully they're current gen you know what I mean (laughs) and no mention completely out of date websites or 52k (laughs) dial up (laughs) (laughs) although well he is Um, using that so fair dues to him but but aye listeners stay safe and get in touch with us let us know if you're alright after listening to that so with that I'll see you all later Catches. Happy hour. Here, Delgun, hold me, hold me over my coat, man. I don't know about you, man, but I'm a bit kind of bit freaked to get home and be playing that COD and Battlefield tonight. That story was a bit too 52k for me, man. I'm a bit kind of oh, a bit juddery to be on the battlefield. Um, just, just calm down, Stu. You know that there's no such thing as monsters in this world. Ah, 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 think again. No, you again. <laughs>